Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Not DMD, which is brought to you by EN World Live. I'm your host, Jessica, and this week I am joined by two little mice. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank would you, you like I see it? Of course. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself and uh, tell tell us what you do at Two Little Mice? Okay. Um, I'll start. I am uh, Rikom, and uh, I am one of the two co-owners of um, Two Little Mice. Actually, we are we are three now. Um, okay. It's uh, me and Simone that's here with us, and Daniela, and she's our um, lead artist for all our projects. Um, <clears throat> basically, we we are three Italian guys who makes uh, role-playing games among mm-hmm. other artistic stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a pretty uh, strange journey, the, <laughs> the three mm-hmm. of us together. And now we are we are here making games. Uh, Amazing. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> am... love, love to hear it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am Simone. I am one of the other two owner of Two Little Mice, together with Rico and Daniela. And what to say? We are working together for the past five years now. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. Yes, something like this. Uh, it's been five years since we started this journey into this role-playing game world. And it's been pretty amazing, I, I, I have to tell. Uh, it's been a, a fantastic journey till now. Amazing. Well, that's so great. I'm so excited to have you on because um, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Household, which has been voted on the EM World Forums as one of the top 10 most anticipated role-playing games for 2023. Um, so congratulations to that. And you had a really successful Kickstarter. Like it was just, just shy of like half a million dollars that was generated um, in the middle of June of last year. Um, so a lot of people really excited about this game and really excited to hear about it. Um, so if you are one of those people, um, if you're watching live and you have any questions, please put it in the chat and I will ask the questions and we'll answer them live. Um, so if you have any questions about anything we're talking, just feel free to jump in and join in. Uh, we're all just a bunch of nerds chatting about games uh, and you probably are too. That's why you're watching. So feel free to join in. Um, but yeah, so before we start talking about household, I'd love to talk about your background and history um, with games, with role-playing games. Uh, so Rico, do you remember the first role-playing game you ever played? The, the first one for me, I think, was uh, Cyberpunk 2020. Oh, cool. Cyberpunk. And um, I think it's it's still one of the, the greatest uh, inspirations for us, at least in terms of uh, how the, the books were written. And uh, I remember... Clearly, it was so fun just reading the books. And I, um, you know, the, the first edition of Cyberpunk was a kind of uh, RPG where the author uh, spoke directly to you. Like, yeah. okay, don't do that, just do that. It was, it was very, you mm. know, it's very familiar, very easygoing. And that's something that we, we try to put in our games to have an, an engaging, you know, narrator uh, that uh, kind of helps you understand what what you're going to do. Definitely. I did notice that in Household, so I'm glad you said, because I flicked through the the PDF, which is beautiful, by the way, if you haven't got a copy yourself, uh, and I noticed that there. Um, So you can, I guess, the same question to you as well, Simon. What would you say? Um, I think my... I I started playing role-playing games very late in my life, and I think Mm -hmm. I started with uh, Pathfinder, first edition, Okay. which was a huge hit in my hometown. 
Oh yeah. As he knows well, it's now he lives there. Like everyone got crazy about Pathfinder first edition. And yes, but I was introduced by the game by, by a bunch of friends who played a game that they said was Pathfinder first edition, but I'd like some rules coming from <laughs> nowhere. So it was pretty much a, a, our own game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a kind of a homebrew hacked edition yeah, of yes. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. That's quite interesting that neither of you had Dungeons and Dragons as your main. Uh, I think that's quite rare because most people, Dungeons and Dragons is like their first game. So it's interesting that neither of you, you started there. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see. Yeah, I got one, but. <laughs> yeah, but was... not the first. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. So. You 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 were playing games, uh, playing lots of different uh, systems. How did you go from people who just played games to you know where you are now with with two little two little mice with your company? What was was that journey like? Five years ago, you said. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, I say I always say it was a strange journey because we um, both of us, the three of us, actually we are all uh, we come from um, artistic uh, studies. Uh, mm -hmm. different academies and Simone is um, an actor actually okay. I studied as um, uh, director for theater I studied mm -hmm. in Venice. Uh, so we basically we met uh, doing uh, theater and doing some you know video stuff and um, it was it, it, it's it's hard to tell the story because basically I've known uh, the actual wife of Simone, Simone's wife, mm -hmm. for the last like 20 years, and we had played a lot of games, a lot of stuff. And uh, we actually met all the, the, me and Simone playing for the first time uh, together with this girl that, uh, that now, she, and she's now um, his wife. Mm -hmm. And um, uh we had just one i think one session of an italian game that's called uh, uh anime sangue that's that's an uh, basically a urban fantasy italian games mm -hmm. and um after that we decided to make a tv series like okay. a, a web series out of the game so oh, wow. that's actually the my started because we were we, very young we, and pretty reckless yeah. at the time <laughs> we had and, this uh, crazy idea yeah, because it, it was in the strange thing is that, so yes, yeah. seven years ago, eight and years. I mean it, it actually worked. That's that's the crazy part because we uh, we just met. I was a director; he was an actor. Uh, we had a bunch of friends. We decided, okay, let's try to make you know a pilot. Let's make something. Mm -hmm. So uh, we went to the, the the publisher of this game, and we. Uh, ask for permission, of course, and we made the first episode, and it it was something pretty big here in Italy, at least. Mm -hmm. And uh, we made our first Kickstarter, which was like I think fifty thousand euros, fifteen, so very very small uh, Kickstarter campaign for a TV series. And then we proceeded to make the this series, and uh, now it's actually on um, in streaming on um, Amazon Prime Video. Oh wow, amazing! It actually exists. It's pretty bad, and uh, but the weird thing is that we started doing this, you know, this TV series on an Italian role-playing game, mm -hmm. and then through that 
we started going to convention and meeting people. And then one day on a set, we were just, you know, uh, sharing idea for our campaigns. And Household was, uh, was one of these ideas. Okay. And uh, we were talking with the publisher of this game and uh, it was like, okay, let's do it. It's, it's a cool idea. So it's, it's a very random story. I think it's um, <laughs> the way we started, but yeah. yeah. Um, and Household won uh, best role playing game of the year in Italy that, mm-hmm. that same year. And um, we still didn't thought, thought about it as uh, you know, a, a career. Like mm-hmm. it was something that we did on the side. And then we were about to make um, a TV series for the Italian television. We mm-hmm. right before the pandemic and um, we basically lost our job because of the pandemic, because you, sure. you, you couldn't make a set anymore during mm-hmm. uh, you know, the COVID pandemic. And uh, so we decided to make a second game that was Broken Compass that went really well. Yeah, very well on Kickstarter, and now that's that's our job. Great, and Broken Compass uh, won some any awards as well, yes, so sure. critically acclaimed as well. So that's a, such an interesting story. I think you are the first guests I've had on that said we made a film company, <laughs> like a TV show, and then just ended up doing role playing games. That is. <laughs> I think that's one of the most unique guest stories I've had. So thank you very much. So if you're watching this and wondering how to get into making games, I guess, yeah, start a TV production company. Yeah, play a camera company. And yes. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, the classic. Yes, classic during this, that unique period of despair during that set, <laughs> TV you. production, you have lots of ideas, just an excuse to meet with your friends and play some role-playing games, which is exactly. way better. Yeah, yes. well, I think the pandemic did a lot for, for role-playing games. Yes. I mean, a lot of people played for the first time and a lot of people started companies as well, it seems. Um, but so that leads us on really nicely. Let's get into talking about Household. So um, how would you describe Household to somebody that, that's never heard of it before? Uh, household is a role-playing game set in a, an abandoned house. And the players takes the role of litlings, which are the mm-hmm. very small creature, humanoid creature, uh, yeah. inspired by the little folk, the legend mm-hmm. of the little folk. So uh, we have several different folk living inside this really big, empty house, abandoned house, so without any human involved. And the uh, peculiar things of this setting is that these, these litlings has divided and conquered the house, and each room is a nation, and this nation are heavily inspired by uh, 19th century Europe, and, 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 and not so Europe, <laughs> and world, <laughs> but mainly Europe. Uh, so we have these, these peculiar, uh, wonderful cultures, uh, full of etiquette, you know, very, very 19th century, uh, mm-hmm. very, a lot of madness, uh, but everything is so, 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 so small. So you, you ride mice and you <laughs> have tiny pet bumblebees with you when you go to the, you know, the ball with the, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the noble and so on. Uh, and it's um, a setting which revolves heavily on the, uh, the cultural and, and social part of the role play. 
So yeah, I always, uh, I always like to describe Household as um, something between Game of Thrones and uh, Bridgerton. That's yes. something there in in the middle. If if that makes sense, <laughs> there is a middle. There is a what a culture clash i hadn't perceived it in that way but it makes sense <laughs> it makes sense when you hear about all the social kind of etiquette and the society um because all the different characters you're playing are it like you say a part of a big kind of social circle and there's like structures and almost social politics and rules um so the game i think and as somebody says, and there are giant spiders in the game as well. <laughs> yes. So yes, as we have seen in the, the artwork here, there are yes. giant spiders that you fight as well, which would be terrifying because I think some people are scared of spiders at the size we are now. So I imagine if you are this big, it's worse. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Um, so the game, yeah, so that's kind of the the setting. And as I said, you had the Kickstarter came out in kind of June. Um, the PDF came out in December for the first issue, which yes. I kind of had a look at. Um, and uh, is it kind of summertime people can get their hands on a physical copy or? Yeah, it's, uh, we, we hope so, yes, yes. We mm -hmm. are working to deliver to the bakers at least mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. by the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I am always very cautious when speaking about Of course, because, very, very yes. because the world yes, we live yes. in, but we are working uh, towards it. Mm -hmm. And so after the bakers will get received in their hands, we we planned on, on going in retail, uh, both in Europe and in the US. Uh, Perfect. Basically, all the books, the, the core book and two expansions that was in the that were in the Kickstarter as well. Okay, great. Um, well, talking about the, the the book now and kind of the the characters you're playing, I'd love to talk about. Uh, to that a little bit more. So, what sort of characters uh, are you playing when you when you play the game? Okay, so when you make your character in household, you first have to choose a folk, one of the four mm -hmm. little folk. So, you basically, you can play as a, a fairy. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful winged uh, little folks, mm -hmm. and uh, or you can play as a bogart. And bogart was some kind of the you know the the servant. Of the of the house or the, the those household spirits uh, mm -hmm. that used to help the humans mm -hmm. when uh, they still inhabited uh, the house, mm -hmm. um, and the, the bogarts are, are typically very big and very strong uh, and mm -hmm. very uh, honest. Um, and uh, then you have the slua, which are inspired by the. Now famous Wild Hunt. That's uh -huh. basically, the, you know, this um, a horde of uh, spirit, um, and the Slua represents the, um, you know, the strangers of the house. The the, the sure. one who arrives uh, the last, and are um, very different from mm -hmm. one another. Uh, some of them are, have horns, like uh, you know, like little antennas. Mm -hmm. Some are very big, some are very small. And then you have the sprites, and the sprites are uh, basically elemental uh, littlings. So littlings who came out of the spark, who came mm -hmm. out of the drain, which is the uh, household water, or who came out of the draft, which is basically the, um, household, wind. the household wind. Sure. Um, 
and um, the, also you have to choose your profession or the yes. your book. So mm -hmm. uh, you don't have uh, very strict classes, but you have this mm -hmm. list of uh, uh, profession that are intended to help you build your character because you are not very. Um, it's not you know that those kind of game that kind of games when you choose a, a folk or a species and you have uh, mm -hmm. some stuff and then you choose your your class and you are binded to your class but it's it's really all tools that you use to make your character and then you can uh, further customize it mm -hmm. um, but basically the sixth uh, the sixth profession of the games are uh, soldier so you are part of one of the army and we are talking. Uh, you know, Napoleonic kind of armies or mm -hmm. what is rifles and bayonets and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of stuff from Anna Karenina. So we are talking, you know, soldier in beautiful uniform attending to balls, mm -hmm. uh, also fighting on different fronts. And mm -hmm. uh, we have the hunters. And to be a hunter in household is a very dangerous profession because everything is bigger than you. Everything. Yeah. Is, yeah. You, you are the, at the bottom of the chain. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, animal handlers, that's yes. a breeder of uh, bumblebees or mouse or snakes, geckos, uh, geckos and uh, beetles. Yeah, that right? sounds incredibly cute to me, all of those things. So <laughs> I just saw that. I was like, you can have a pet bumblebee. And I was like, yes, okay, great. I, I must admit, the pet bumblebee sold an incredible number of copies, at, at yes. least here in Italy, the first time. We, we yeah. show out the cons with uh, the first books, you know, every, everybody loved the pet, the, the fact that you may have the, this pet bumblebee who can be very cute with the ribbons, but can yeah. also be like bumblebees in household fly at, I don't know, Mac 3. So I like <laughs> living weapons, very, very <laughs> scary, but also yeah. very cute. Amazing how many people were you know, just waiting to have a pet bumblebee. We, we didn't expect that. We were... I didn't know I needed yeah. it either until I saw it. And I was like, yes, I didn't know I was missing this from my life. <laughs> we, we had several cosplayers <laughs> in the last years with, that made this, this huge uh, plush, plush bumblebee. Plushes. Oh, yeah, plushes bumblebee. They are adorable. <laughs> Amazing, uh, yeah. And that's that's usually where, where people stop. Like you can be a hunter, you can uh, you can be a you know a bumblebee handler, and that's no they, they don't want <laughs> yeah. to. Know that. But you can also play as a criminal mm -hmm. um, or um, a scholar. Of course, there are many university and institution inside the house, and uh, you can play as a dualist. Um, Mm -hmm. And dualists are this uh, last vestige of, you know, the, the ancient times. So they are, um, uh, there. there's only a few of them left. Very specialist. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you make a, a character and you live um, inside the house during uh, five years of time because household has, you know, um, a chronological setting. So as mm -hmm. you play, you are experiencing five years inside the house. Mm -hmm. So you can see on the sheet, you can see the memories mm -hmm. uh, are divided into chapter sure. and chapters are both your, let's say your level. So you, you, you advance and you gain new skills and new moves uh, when you go to the, um, the next chapter. 
but also every chapter represents a year inside the house. Mm -hmm. So um, you you basically grow up with your character. And, um, you know, in the books, you will find several uh, historical events that will change how the, um, the setting uh, is on, as you play it. Um, yeah. Amazing. Um, and also the, um, so on the, on the character sheet that we're seeing here, so for each, um, for each kind of area of the skills that like we have society, academia, war, street, they have different kind of, uh, kind of card symbols on like the heart, the clubs and things like that. And I believe that's related to the awesome dice that you have as well. So can we talk about how dice works in this? Cause it is a D6 dice pool system, but it's, it's slightly yeah. different from, other ones I've kind of seen before. So if you could talk through that. Yeah. Basically, in Auzod, you play, the, you, you uh, have your action or reaction roles using a small pool of D6s uh, from a very minimum of two to a maximum, in, in, very, in rare cases, of nine dice. And mm -hmm. you hope to achieve some uh, combination. So a uh, two of a kind, a three of a kind, a four of a kind and so on and every difficulties in the game is linked uh at one of these uh combinations so you have the, the basic action the basic thing which is uh, two of a kind uh, the critical which is a three of a kind extreme it's a four of a kind and so on and everything is linked uh, to this uh particular way with the added bonuses which is our favorite part of the system, that you may re-roll every single throw, uh, you may re-roll every dice that do not score uh, something, that do not, is not part of a two, a three, or four of a kind. You can re-roll it hoping to achieve more successes, but if you do not achieve more, you may lose some of your uh, first results. So it, uh, it has this uh, little gambling, uh, you know, mood in every single throw that at the table is very, very, very in, in, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's our favorite part. I mean, every, every single time you try to take an action, you may succeed or not, but you may succeed a lot <laughs> or succeed. Yeah. So you are always, um, you know, interested in doing something more. Okay, I convinced him, but if I can turn my two of a kind in a three of a kind, maybe I'll get some more information. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's like a push your luck gambling, and that's kind yes. of like because their cards looking like symbols. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, poker or something like that. Yes, um, so you can play the game with just your normal D6, but you yeah, do have absolutely. some very yes. pretty custom dice, which I believe you have in your very hands yeah. that exist. This is for the yeah. first time ever we just received our first sample. Yeah. I don't know. Fantastic. They are. They are just six-sided dice with six different symbols and seen six different colors just to help, you know, uh, every player to uh, spot immediately uh, two of a kind and so on. Uh, we just made this, this kind of dice. But of course, uh, a player is free to use it. its normal dice and to mm -hmm. have a three of a kind of four, which is 
hard to tell, but very easy to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can pick up the the custom dice with the, the Kickstarter and with the, the pre-order on backer kits. So that, that's still open at the moment, I presume, yeah. as we said, yeah. Um, so if, when you're talking about this, you think it sounds really interesting, um, if you go to the backer kit pledge manager and the links will be in the show notes if you're listening uh, to the podcast. Um, so you can check that out there and pick it up. So don't worry, you haven't missed out. Um, it'll be coming this summer, but you you haven't missed it. Don't worry, you can still you can still get your coffee. Um, so talking a little bit more about kind of the game. So we have these awesome characters that we're making. We've seen the character sheets. We have the uh, the, the system with the, the D6 combining pairs and things like that. But there's a lot of things I saw on the character sheet, like um, kind of stress and conditions and moves. Um, so could you could you tell us a little bit more about the system and the mechanics for those that aren't familiar? Okay, let, let's go through the character sheets, which I think is uh, it's always uh, the best. The, the first thing is uh, something that we usually do in our games. We also did uh, this with uh, Broken Compass is that we divide uh, uh, skills uh, under different fields. We call them okay. fields. Sure. Uh, you, you'll find society linked with uh, the hearts and academia with uh, diamonds and war, with clubs and street uh, with spades. Mm-hmm. And um, those fields represent how, you, how much you are um, you know, comfortable with a cer- within a certain uh, field. So basically war represent how much you are comfortable when you have to, uh, you know, impose on others or um, do something very uh, physical or show your strength. Uh, but also when it comes to, you know, the, the war, so the military um, settings, uh, um, as well as street, for example, means mm-hmm. how comfortable you are in a scenario when, uh, you know, the... Uh, the environment is hostile to you, so basically sure. um, when you like, are in the, the sketchiest part of a town or mm-hmm. when you are in the wild, mm-hmm. uh, in these forests of mushrooms that you will find uh, um, across the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, under each of these fields you find a different skill, but you can, of course, mix and match, yep. so you can roll under different fields. And uh, you basically roll a number of dice equal to, you know, your uh, your suits in a single field uh, and uh, in the single chosen skill. And you have two kind of rolls. The what we call action rolls in, is when you decide what to do, mm-hmm. and the reaction rolls. Is, the reaction rolls are when the, um, the narrator tells you what to roll. Yeah. Um, then we find our traits and moves. Mm-hmm. Basically, when you ad- advance through the chapter, you gain traits and moves and traits. Um, most of them do not allow you to reroll the dice without the risk of losing uh, you know, some of your successes. So um, uh, since you, you will want to reroll your dice as much as possible, um you want to rely on these traits so you have traits like shadow that allow you to reroll or all your uh, you know your uh, stealth rolls or um you have traits like um librarian which allows mm-hmm. you to reroll any uh, role which involves the books in any um you know, in any form 
Mm-hmm. And uh, then we, we have the moves, and moves are slightly different because moves are something that you perform automatically uh, and you can just use your move, your move uh, once. Uh, once per once. session. Mm-hmm. And um, moves are like... Um, Something uh, really cool that you can do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they are very, you, you can add something to to the story. So a move can be, there's there's one criminal move that's called uh, gossip that allows mm-hmm. you to, uh, you know, start the rumor. I, I heard the rumor, no, it's, it's the English name. Sorry. Uh, the English yeah. name is, I heard the rumor that's allow you to, um, you can ask for an information, you can, you know, just um, make up an information on the go, or you can start a rumor about someone you have friend in high places which is a moves that uh, you know gain you access uh, to a certain party and you also have like soldier moves which allows mm-hmm. you to uh, you know fight in a better way um, and each move is uh, linked to one or two uh, aces of the cards mm-hmm. and um, these are special resources that you gain for uh, role playing in a certain way and you can spend them to re-perform uh, a move uh, a second time in the same session. Um, and then we have the decorum, which is one of okay. our favorite features of the game. The decorum means uh, how well-dressed you are. Oh, very nice. Okay. So this is the Bridgerton element of the game you were yes. saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes it's very important because you you are not going to be allowed uh, in certain places or events if you are not dressed uh, properly. Of course. It's very easy. The the higher your decorum is, the easier it is to lose decorum, and uh, the lower um, your decorum is, the harder it is, you know, to increase your decorum level. It's really uh, expensive uh, to. To be elegant or even pompous, yeah. Um, and um, then so we have, yeah. So you can't spend all your money on a bumblebee. Then you actually have to keep some back for a nice hat or something. Yes. <laughs> for example, a nice hat. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And um, stress and conditions are basically uh, your your current conditions or stress. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of um, uh, of, of resource that you don't necessarily have to role play, but mm-hmm. basically sometimes when you have uh, a failure which will involve an injury or mm-hmm. even death uh, or when uh, simply, you know, it's, it's not very interesting to fail at something like you are hiding and you should be uh, you know, discover, and then that's not, uh, you know, that's interesting for the game in that moment. Uh, the narrator can give you stress uh, as uh, a result of a failure. And uh, once you feel all your stress, you are risking to go out of the scene. So you are well, risking to... Overstressed, yeah. in the game, and you risk all, yes, all um, leaving the game. Yeah, <laughs> leaving the game, uh, which can mean a lot of different... Oh, wow. Oh, fair enough. Um, so talking a little bit, well, somebody says nothing beats a nice uh, spider's silk vest. No, um, exactly. So could we talk a little bit about kind of equipment and wealth in the game and, and how that works? Because clearly, like you say, it has it has an important role kind of mechanically and in terms of the role play. So basically, the equipment in household is very simple uh, because each and every item you have 
maybe uh, may, may help you in certain situation or maybe of hindrance uh, mm -hmm. in other situation. I hope I'm telling yes. it correctly in English. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. This I hope for hindrance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with, with the capital H. So yes, these are two uh, hindrance. Hindrance. Mm -hmm. um, So you have a lot of different types of equipment. You have, of course you are you've got uh, a lot of different weapons, which is which are very funny because they are basically the replicas of household object. So mm -hmm. you don't have a sword, but you have a half scissor. And you have yeah. needles, and you yes. have uh, pins, and you have lanchetas, which are mm -hmm. clock arms. Uh, you have a lot of this, this different type of weapon, but mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, other uh, as important equipment like uh, in, in, um, clothes, elegant mm -hmm. clothes that are very useful in certain situations. And mm -hmm. you, can, you may have... Uh, <laughs> A lot of different items, and also there is a section of uh, the equipment um, talking about what we call the gadgets. Okay. These are um, these like prototypes items which are nearly not steampunk yet, but a little bit ahead of time than sure. your yeah, usual yeah, yeah. settings. So mm -hmm. you have this, this strange item yet that you can make up. As you go, if you have a certain type of moves or whatever, or if you are a really, really good engineer. And mm -hmm. as much as important, you have wealth, which is divided in two different, um, different areas. There are your wealth, how much money you have in your life, what uh, can you do, uh, when can, mm -hmm. where can you sleep, where can you eat, when, where you usually sleep or heat so if you are passive probably wealth. yes your passive mm -hmm. wealth and your okay, yeah. active wealth how, ma how much money you have on you to spend mm -hmm. on extras uh, that you encounter during the game so you have uh, a phase in which okay i'm well off so i know i can afford this particular hotel i know this particular meal on mm -hmm. these uh carriages but if this is something I cannot afford. Usually, I need to spend my money, which is my extra money I okay, have on me. Cool. And yeah. I can use them to acquire some items or, I don't know, to bribe someone. Uh, maybe someone may uh, try to steal them from me, etc. And during the game, of course, uh, you can increase or decrease your passive wealth as much as your pocket money. We, we tend to... Uh, you know, when we make our games, we tend to think in a cinematographical, uh, you know, kind of, of mind. And yeah. when you write for cinema, uh, mm -hmm. there is one word that always comes up that's uh, interesting. If something is mm -hmm. interesting, of interest. Yeah. Um, and, uh, for example, rarely, of course, you will see someone in, in a movie go to the bathroom. Uh, but if they <laughs> to the bathroom then you know that something is going to happen because yeah. you are only following them to the bathroom if that's it's interesting yeah so we always have this kind of two uh dynamics like we have the stress mm -hmm. and the condition the passive wealth and the money like mm -hmm. uh, normally when something is not important it's not interesting we want to give you some passive dynamics you can sure. rely on 
So yeah. you are poor. You cannot afford anything. You can. It's it's for you. You struggle to eat. You know that's something you know about the character. You're not that to you know uh, count your monies. You want to bribe someone? That's another stuff. That's that's interesting. So let's see if you have the money. So that's why you have this uh, small resource. Then you can spend. You want to buy some clothes? Yes. Um, okay, you are you are you are doing well, or you are even rich? Okay, buy some clothes. I don't I don't care as a narrator, but yeah, yeah, it's the whole point. We are we have to go disguised to the party, and we have to have nice clothes, and they are expensive. Okay, let's count. Uh, every single penny that we have and build, you know, the session around it. So that's yeah. It's nice that you have both options, like you say, because sometimes it's not interesting to sit there and count exact yes. how much have I spent on eating and doing this. And you're like, that's not the interesting part of the story. Uh, <laughs> another interesting part of the story I'd love to talk about is um, combat and fighting, because obviously you mentioned there's all these weapons that you can have that are really cool and interesting um and then we have some very interesting uh creatures to to kind of fight against and have combat um so what does combat look like i imagine it's quite cinematic and, and fun we are uh, we we think at combat uh, in um as a scenario like a mm-hmm. combat scene uh more than you know a fight so um at the end of the book you will find uh, a list of possible opponents uh and these opponents are all intended as uh, one big creature or uh, a small group of link mm-hmm. of, uh you know smaller creature uh you will not find in this book like uh one soldier two soldier three soldier four soldier and uh you know um but you will find soldiers like a bunch of soldiers fighting you and that's some kind we we usually say that's a stage. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, you are showing us the rat, and mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty you know hard opponent. Mm-hmm. And uh, how would we fight the rat? Basically, accord- we have to see who starts first. There are of course rules for initiative, uh, but basically, who strikes first uh, strikes first. Sure. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> our rule of thumb and um let's say that we we can attack first uh we of course can play and do whatever we want and uh, among other action we can directly attack the opponent and um to attack the opponent we will have to choose the war field and uh, we can use whatever skill we like so for example um there is a structure Behind the right, I want to make the structure fall. I'm going to roll, you know, uh, craft uh, under the war field, or I want just to take my elf sister and uh, directly attack the right. I can, of course, roll for a fight plus uh, war. Uh, and then uh, after all of us um, did our, um, our turn and mm-hmm. we roll the dice and we see, for example, the rat is a critical opponent which means I will need a critical success to hit the rat. And the critical success, it's basically a tree of kind. So I need a tree of kind to hit the rat. And uh, after uh, all of us has done the, you know, the action phase, then we go to the reaction phase. So every uh, opponent has this kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, action list. 
this kind mm -hmm. of chart, and you can roll um, a D6 and randomly determine the kind of, uh, you know, uh, reaction role that the player will have uh, to, to do. So, for example, um, you see the red has six action, and uh, you can either choose or uh, determine them randomly, and then all the players have to react to, to that. Mm -hmm. And there are also some, you know, some, some, there's some stuff to make it more, um, you know, dynamic. For example, when you hit certain hit boxes, mm -hmm. uh, which are called uh, the crucial boxes, this one squares with, uh, you know, all the little spikes, mm -hmm. then the opponent will perform a move because as you, they have moved. So, for example, the mm -hmm. red, the tail whip. So mm -hmm. if you fail a roll against the tail whip, you will be knocked down and then you have to spend your uh -huh. turn. Um, and also they have traits that make them, uh, you know, harder to um, to beat. Uh, for example, the rat has the trait filthy. So mm -hmm. if you fail a reaction roll against the rat and don't score not even one small basic success, you become um, sick. Uh, okay. And, uh, and also among the other action you can do, you can use one of your moves or your action to try and find... Uh, the weak spot of your opponent, and that's one thing that we uh, love about our fighting. You will have mm -hmm. a different chart to determine your um, opponent weak spot. So it's mm -hmm. very cool when you're playing that somebody maybe not be so good at fighting mm -hmm. because you have all the different professions. So you maybe have a scholar sure. with you who is, who is not, you know, uh, able to fight very well. He can still be of help by looking for a weak spot and rolling on the charts and finding uh, the weak spot. And then maybe you can use this weak, this weak spot. Uh, for example, the rat is, um, is injured. So if you hit on the, um, you know, on the injury, you have one more, uh, one, one more dice. Or um, I don't know, there is, there is a trap nearby and you can make uh -huh. the rat into the trap. And it's all determined uh, randomly. So it's very wild. Yeah, like I said, sounds cinematic and wild and chaotic, which I imagine life is like if you are uh, a, a small little folk yes. person trying to fight a giant rat. Because uh, I myself would not want to fight a giant rat um, or a normal sized rat even. So it yeah. must be more terrifying. Um, so this is um, this all sounds really great, really fun. We've had a couple of questions come through. Um, so someone's asking, we're obviously working on the books right now, but people have asked if you have any future plans for virtual tabletop platforms for household or for Broken Compass. No, at the moment there are no active partnership uh, with virtual tabletops. I know there are a couple of uh, fun that are making uh, some fan-made uh, tools, uh, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's not involved us directly, uh, even because we do not understand absolutely anything about this <laughs> stuff. So we, we, we hope we will get better in the future, but for now, we stick to the books. Okay, uh, great. So something maybe for the future. We do have um, yeah. a Discord bot, uh, okay. a bot uh, for Discord that allows you to roll the dice and gives you automatically gives you oh, all okay. the successes. So that's that's very cool. That's some that's something very useful because okay, it um, 
yeah, it's it's very helpful, and uh, we we will work with um, something for the virtual uh, tabletop at some point. But we are, uh, I would say, we are pretty far behind here in Italy on all the digital aspect of our game. So mm -hmm. we firstly we'll have to find someone that we trust, you know, to not yeah. only do this but to manage this in time because of we, we, yeah. It's a whole um, thing, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, no, I understand. As a publisher as well, yeah, it's it's a lot to manage and, and do. Also because there's three of us and uh, one of us yeah. is, you know, the artist and then there's me and Simone and we are doing everything from, you know, the concept, writing, you know, the graphic layout and printing and sending, so it's... Yeah, Love. everything. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, know how you feel as a small publisher. <laughs> you yeah. you just do all the things. Uh it sounds very relatable to me. Yeah. Um yeah, we had another question as well. They said they they love the changes that they've seen from the broken compass. And are there other games in the pipeline that all use the fortune system that you have planned? Um we are working on several new projects that will mm -hmm. Uh, share, of course, we'll have uh, an evolved version of our, our household uh, system. Mm -hmm. As everybody knows us knows well, we try mm -hmm. to take uh, I call it system, uh, just just mm -hmm. me out of the our, our way to our way of playing, our way in tossing dices. We mm -hmm. try to get it further and further with each and every project. Mm -hmm. uh, but but the answer is easily yes. There will be, uh, we hope, uh, other yeah. project with the same uh, core ideas than household because we and also we, we always like to remind that now we are not the the owners of Broken Compass yeah. anymore because Broken Compass it was brought by um, Simon. We worked with Simon for uh, mm -hmm. uh, a month. And um, when we, you know, we took part from Simon, uh, we uh, took household with us, but we left Broken Compass with them. So uh, we surely will continue using our signature system and evolving it because, as you can see, it's it's still moving and it's mm -hmm. always fun because um, household was our first game. We did it four, four years ago mm -hmm. and, um, in Italy, and. It, in, and uh, then we made Broken Compass on Household, based on Household, mm -hmm. and then this new edition of Household is based loosely based on Broken Compass. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it's building on An evolution, system. yeah. Yeah, and we feel that uh, the system hasn't uh, expressed the, its own uh, its own potential uh, mm -hmm. yet, uh, because it's very uh, it's something very unique that you can. Uh, uh, have not only the number of successes, but different degree of successes. Because you, you roll six dice, you have a pair and the three of a kind, and that's a basic success that you can use to do something that's a critical success. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's not one greater success and not, you know, like nine small successes that are different, difficult, you know, to, um, to have a grasp of, but you have... Uh, you know, two or three successes usually when you are lucky uh, of different degree. And that's something that we are really, you know, trying to understand ourselves mm -hmm. uh, um, 
to 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 basically get the best out of the system. So definitely, we are going to to make new iteration. Great. And where's the best place for people to keep up to date with that? If they want to to hear about new stuff you're doing, how can where can they find you online? Uh, un- unfortunately, still Facebook. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's still Discord, there is a Discord channel. Discord channel. Mm-hmm. That are very active and yeah. we are. It's a, a fun hosted uh, Discord mm-hmm. channel, but we are very engaged with the community in there, and so we share uh, each and every news on on our Facebook. You will find the bot for rolling dice, yes. so it's mm-hmm. cool if you want to play online to uh, take a look at the server. And we are we are very active both on the Facebook group and the Discord server. So if you have any question, we are we are always there. Great. Fantastic! Like it's places to go there. So Discord and Facebook, and of course you have your your website, Two Little Mice. Yeah, your website. You yeah. can send us an email. I think mm-hmm. the email is on the website. So mm-hmm. we we try to answer each and every email. But as Rico said before, just two of us. We are just every day. Just two people. But please be patient. Yeah. As we always say, there are there are things you can do, and you. I think you you understand that. There are things you can do in three that you cannot do in 300. Yes. So uh, being a small company, uh, Mm -hmm. I I always feel that we are, we have an advantage over bigger companies. Uh, You know, that that we are are there and we we have a connection. Sure, definitely. Um, And briefly, just uh, for you guys, well, I wanted to talk about the the art a bit as well, because the art is absolutely beautiful. And we've had someone ask if they can buy prints of the artwork from the game. Is that something you're looking to do in the future or? Uh, Probably, probably, yes. We have, um, we usually use prints only at uh, conventions Mm -hmm. because we... We like them framed, and we are afraid that uh, you know if we ship them, they might be destroyed in the process. Yeah, yeah. You, sh- you ship. Um, we also did an uh, art book that I do not have here okay. only for um, for a convention in Italy, but uh, we 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 probably are going to make something for uh, an online store because I see that there are a lot of people who are in love with uh, Daniela's style uh, mm-hmm. and. It will be cool to share that. That's the art book. Just oh, to, amazing! Yes, just to <laughs> tease people. Absolutely beautiful there. So yes, it sounds like yeah. Here you go. Big big shot of the photo there. Perfect. <laughs> um that's great to hear that there is uh the artwork book for that and if you are listening to the podcast you obviously can't see these images um but if you have a look on the website in the link so you can check out the art it's really worth looking at it's absolutely gorgeous um and a another question i wanted to put in as well is if people are listening to this and they haven't tried it before and they wanted to kind of have a little preview or have a little look at the game system what's the best way for them to get involved and, and have a first look um at the game uh, there is a quick start guide available on Drive Through. Uh, okay, great. What you want, so it's it's uh, it's free if you want it, uh, and it's mm-hmm. a very huge quick start. Uh, we're talking about uh, nearly one hundred pages. One hundred pages. Uh, okay, wow. Uh, with the basic rules, uh, with uh, an adventure ready to mm-hmm. play, uh, the rules to play it, and uh, six pre-made, six pre-made okay. characters. Uh, mm-hmm. For you to just sit with your friends and enjoy. 
But right. we, are, we are going to have because I noticed that uh, we 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 do not have uh, an actual play uh, in oh. English. So mm -hmm. we are going to uh, you know fix that as soon as possible. Yes, so as, soon as, possible. as soon as we we finish. Right. <laughs> so you finish writing it, you need to do all the printing, the yes. logistics, <laughs> just so that. that. Yeah. Just that little thing first. Okay, good. So yeah, you're not busy. You're not busy. Yeah, okay. It's all okay. fun. Yeah. Great. So there's the quick start there. So if you want to have a little preview and have a little look and try it out, um, uh, you can check that out there. It's on Drive Through RPG and the links are in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. Um Thank you so much for coming on and talking about households. So many people are very excited uh, about the game. Like I said, one of the top 10 most anticipated games of the year. So thank you for coming on and sharing it with us. Um, okay. Before you go, I do ask everyone for any recommendations for role-playing games. Uh, but the rules are it can't be Dungeons & Dragons, because the show's called Not D&D. And it can't be a game that you've made, because we've just spent an hour talking about your game. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if, if you have any recommendations for other games for people um i might be uh biased a little biased on this but i always recommend uh vulcania and uh vulcania is um mm -hmm. a steampunk rpg uh made by um an italian group of designers called uh, gear games that's oh, it right. mm -hmm. uh, yeah marvel <laughs> you know um comic uh, cartoonish um, uh, illustration a huge uh, lore, um, and it's um, it's also it's a, a game that entirely rely on the D12, which is mm -hmm. something that I uh, I appreciate a lot. I love the D12, but I can never make it work into mm -hmm. a game. But one day I will be, uh, <laughs> I will do. It. But so take a look at Vulcania. They were on Kickstarter some month ago. I think the okay um, the the the, the, the pre-order store is still open, and they mm -hmm. are. They are very cool guys. Amazing, fantastic, thank you. Any other recommendations? It's my, he stole my recommendation. That was your, <laughs> right. Right. okay. Well, that, that he said another thing, so I was ready with Vulcania. You had, your book, you had the book in your hand though, so you were really yes. asking that question. So we'll yeah. pretend it was you that said that. Unfortunately. Okay. I'm the one with the book. I think that Simona is always uh, pushing for, um, Alice is missing, but I don't think that Alice is missing needs any more pushing from to the mice. I have yeah. as well because Simone uh, did uh, you know the, the, the Italian, Italian. Okay. Yeah, so technically that's a game technically that you made, so that yeah, would break the rules yes, of the game yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, thank you very much for that recommendation, and thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing households with us. It's a game I'm really excited about. Um, so really pleased it's been in doing so well for you. Um, and thank you to everyone that came and watched as well. We hope you enjoyed uh, this week's episode of Not D&D. We'll be back next week. Uh, we uh, live stream every Monday. And next week we have Urban Shadows we're talking about, which is a political urban fantasy role-playing game. Uh, so same time, same place you're watching this uh, next week if you're interested in that. Uh, but for now, we'll say goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.